Training is training is training. You've done your homework. You know how to periodize a training plan. You understand set and rep schemes and RPE and auto regulation. You've got all the latest tech and warm up tools, and you've somehow figured out how to fit all 482 things into a week, including recovery time and self care mental health days. You've optimized. Congratulations. But now you have a climbing trip coming up. The rock is different, the style is different, your pre-trip time is short, and the number of days you'll be climbing even shorter. What's more, if you do your normal training block for this upcoming trip, it'll overlap with the good days in your climbing season, and you wanna optimize for both. Well, realistically, you probably can't. What you can do is learn the best way to train for a climbing trip, which is different from training for your normal climbing season. And you're going to do just that because you're listening to Tape Tips from Power Company Climbing. Preparing for climbing trips, particularly those less than a month long, requires a whole different training strategy than your normal seasonal preparation. But why? You ask. It's still just preparing to climb hard. It seems simple. Simple? Sure. But we have to take into account some things that aren't always present when preparing for your usual climbing season. And I've got three things that you can and should implement when you're considering training specifically for a short trip. Tip number one, train and practice for the area. See, most climbing areas have something specific about the style that makes it stand out. They reward climbers with a specific skill set or strength. Red River rewards open-handed endurance and pump management. Wild Iris rewards pocket strength and big pulling power. Showing up in 10 sleep, understanding how to stand on small feet will make for a much more successful trip. Being able to spot unconventional ways to position yourself between holds that are often facing the wrong way will undoubtedly help you in an area like rifle. Even if we're talking strictly finger strength, there's a big difference between what's required to climb well at Wild Iris, Horsepins 40, Waco Tanks, and Red River Gorge. And it's not always about getting stronger. If you're going somewhere for two weeks and you spend the whole time trying to understand some skill that you don't have, then you won't ever get to use that strength to its fullest extent anyway. Sometimes simply practicing the requisite skills will go further than getting stronger. So be creative. Let's use knee barring as an example. Adam Ondra famously talked about the workouts he did to get stronger at knee barring for his flat hanger routes. But that strength is only going to take you so far if you can't find knee bars and don't really understand how to use them in the first place. So if you're going to rifle or Waco tanks or jailhouse or flat anger or some other knee bar intensive area, you can absolutely improve at finding knee bars before you go in the gym. If you don't mind the strange looks, strap on a knee pad and go searching and ask yourself, did it work? Why? 
Why not? Can you make it better? Can you rotate around the knee bar to reach higher holds rather than just using it to rest? Practice. So figuring out what's required of the climber in your destination is step number one. And we've already done some of that work for you in our What, When, How to Train podcast series where we talk with a local or experienced climber about their favorite areas and how to prepare for it. You can find those at the link in your show notes. Tip number two, hit the ground running. Because it's a short trip, you don't really have much time to get used to things and build some momentum. You want to be firing on all cylinders when you get there. The conventional build in volume or intensity followed by a deload week that we see in most programs might not be the best option here. For these short trips, I believe it's far better to program a build in volume, deload, then start a moderately high volume, high intensity block and taper the volume toward the trip. What you're training and practicing in those blocks depends on the demands of the destination, the things we decided on in tip number one. Now, the reason we build to a high volume, even for a bouldering trip, is because you're going to want to fit as much climbing in as you can. Even if you have a main project rather than doing a volume trip, you want as many quality attempts as possible to give you the best chance of success. There's nothing worse than figuring out the key piece of micro beta when you're just too tired to give any more quality burns. So don't let that be you. And then we taper into the trip, even if it's someplace like the Red River Gorge where you'll want to be able to do hundreds of moves in a row because we want you to show up fresh and ready to go rather than tired from the training. You're not going to want to rest your first few days in a new area in order to perform better. You're going to want to climb, and we want you to be ready. In our new trip prep plans, we're using a seven-week program, three weeks of build, followed by a deload, and then three weeks tapering into your departure date. And in my experience, it takes about six weeks to really get some benefit from your training, and anything longer than seven or eight weeks will risk cutting deep into the performance season at the time when most people are planning these short trips. If you want to learn more about our trip prep plans, we currently have programs for Wild Iris, Ten Sleep, and Red River Gorge will be coming soon, with even more coming later this year and next, each with versions to fit 511, 512, and 513 goals. You can find that link right there in your show notes as well. And plans for popular bouldering areas are also on the way. Tip number three, introduce pressure into the training. Now, in your normal season in your home area, the pressure you're going to encounter is pretty minimal. Yes, there will be an end to the season, but you can always try again next season. However, on a trip, the pressure can be much more palpable. You do enough of these trips and you will absolutely eventually be trying to change plane tickets just to get another attempt or two on the project you're so close to. Not only do we want to be able to handle that kind of pressure mentally, but we also want to be able to give good efforts while doing so. And we can improve this skill by adding time or attempt constraints into specific climbs in our training. 
If you know you're going to be doing a volume trip, trying to do lots of new climbs, then practice flashing and on-siding in the gym. And don't forget about second-go sins, whether it's a boulder or a sport climb. It's a really valuable skill to have for short trips. One of our most popular board meetings is all about the second-go send, so go listen to it. You know where the link is. If it's a trip where you're trying to do fewer things but harder things, we've got a few time-constrained drills we like for that as well, but my favorite is definitely the 10-minute takedown. I usually position these near the end of the warm-ups in a session, and the 10-minute takedown simply asks you to work out the moves and sequences of a challenging-for-you boulder over the course of 10 minutes. And then you rest two minutes and give it one attempt. And if you don't send, rest two more minutes and give it one more attempt. That's it. Walk away. This will help you not only learn to deal with that sort of time constraint, but it will also begin to shorten the projecting process, forcing you to focus only on what's important for the send. And it will ask you to give an acute effort, a skill that's necessary to send hard things on trips. And if you want to get into the finer points of the 10-minute takedown, Nate has made a great video on our YouTube channel that you should watch. That link, it's there too. Now, I like to have some version of a pressurized drill through the entire plan, but it's most important in those final three weeks to make sure you're getting comfortable in that scenario where you might not send and will have to walk away. You'll get better at being able to apply the strength and good movement you've been working on even when the pressure is on. If you've got a trip coming up in a few months, consider using some of these tips to prepare or check out our trip prep plans. Each plan is developed by a coach who has considerable experience in the area and includes a resource library with both training and performance tips for the area, as well as route recommendations, a podcast playlist for your trip, what to pack, and more. And of course, let us know how the trip goes. We wanna hear all the spray about the successes, failures, and lessons learned. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and threads, but never on Twitter because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.